today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are thrilled to spend time with you. Thank you for making the time, taking the time, and being connected and engaged because we know that God has absolute answers for your questions. God has provisions for your need, and God has solutions for your problems. So hop on the phone, get on the website, and really it's an opportunity for God to participate in your daily living and show up and do incredible things. And I love the testimonies that we hear. We hear people who are healed from ailments. We hear people that have walked into a new relationship in their marriage. We hear of people who see finances. Absolutely, God does some amazing debt forgiveness and God provides jobs and stuff. So we know that God answers prayer. And nothing is impossible for God. So give God the opportunity and, and let us pray with you today. Hop on the phone, get on the website. And partners, thank you again and again for helping us to cover the earth with the word. Your prayers, your finances are an integral part. We're a team together to see God do amazing things and, and bring God's love to our planet and, and reconciliation. Mom, we have a cool program. I'm really excited for you to introduce. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I'm introducing my favorite guest. You say, who is that? My daughter. She has a book called, Hey God, Can We Talk? And it's real life God encounters for real life circumstances. Now, you say, you're prejudiced. No, I'm not. Why would I be prejudiced about my daughter? No, the book is just awesome. And you need to get two or three of them and then pass them on. Because you can give books to people. A lot of times, you know, we can, they want candy or they want flowers or something like this, but they also will take books. So get two or three books and pass them on. You're going to love this book. Mama, what do you see Sammy suffer? When I wandered states of night. My friends, their thoughts, did things they don't want me to see. When you can see my ribs when my hair was falling out. You can do anything it takes. Hey there, thank you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. I am very excited about what Holy Spirit has for you today. I want to talk a little bit about your individual unique personality and what does that look like in terms of a conversation with Jesus? Because I think sometimes we have this idea that our personalities, some people are like more wired up to have a conversation and some of us are, you know, maybe not. And sometimes I think our personalities can be a little tricky for us, you know, in terms of conversations with Jesus. But here's the thing I want to consider today. I want you to look at Martha and Mary. 
When you think about Martha and Mary, they were interesting individuals because they had conversations with Jesus and they were unique to their personalities. So the very first place we see Martha and Mary is in Luke chapter 10, and we read about them in verses 38 to 42. And I like these guys, or these chicks, these sisters, because they're very, very honest with who they are. And you might be struggling today, feeling like God doesn't love you, or feeling like you're kind of sidelined because you don't have the right, you know, wiring or personality or whatever. You might be struggling to know that God genuinely loves you. And we would love to pray for you. We would love to pray that Holy Spirit would pour the love of the Father into your heart, Romans 5, verse 5. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We love to pray, and it is deep in my soul, deep in my heart, that you know and experience God's genuine love poured into your heart. And, and really, I see this with Jesus. I see the way he interacts with both of these sisters in very wonderful, loving, kind, and affirming ways. And really, when you watch the way Jesus does these interactions, these conversations, you see that Jesus is very, very relational. So when we get to Martha and Mary, and we first read about them in Luke chapter 10, it says that Jesus was in a village, and he came to the house of Martha and Mary, and they invited him over for dinner. How would you like to have Jesus over for dinner? I think that would be fair. I, initially, I'm like, ooh, I'd love to have Jesus come and sit at my dinner table. That'd be awesome. And then I start thinking, woof, <laughs> my house is pretty dirty. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I haven't changed the tablecloth. Uh, and it's got, you know, yesterday's dinner on it, some of it. Uh, they, you know, you start going through and I'm, I think about, I don't know. And maybe some of you think that way. Maybe you're like, oh, my goodness, I have to get all these things done. I have to host them really well and prepare and have everything smooth, you know. And, and you get kind of anxious about what does my house look like. And for some of us who are wired that way, we would be maybe a little bit like Martha. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that legitimately because sometimes if you're not careful you run that through your mind and you're like I'm just too busy you know I'm not good enough and I and you're always striving trying to do better and trying to make it just right and all this stuff and it's good it's good because it's important that we we're hardwired for good achievements and and getting things done but on the other side of it too some of us we might not be the Martha personality you know, high achiever, type A, you know, hosting really well, busy and active and always going and doing something. Some of us might be a little bit more like Mary, right? And I like these two sisters because in my mind, they represent and can kind of demonstrate um, various personalities. So Martha being very active and busy and hostessing and all this activity, whereas you have Mary who's not wired the same way. And I think that's really cool in families. Families have those unique things, right? So I have a couple of sons, I have a daughter, and they're very, very unique. Uh, my boys are very distinct from each other. One is a little, uh, likes to think and contemplative and kind of a little more quiet. One's a little bit more active and, and both are good. Both, I love them both equal. They're different, but it doesn't mean I love one less or more. I love them equal. If that's true for me as a mom, then how much more true is that for our Heavenly Father who has perfect, genuine love? And maybe you're watching today and you don't know the love of God or you think that your personality disqualifies you. Some of you watching, you think, well, my personality is more wired up to, to have spiritual interactions. And I just want you to encourage you to get on the phone and grab your copy. I have a new book called Hey God, can we talk? 
because this book talks about, it's really, really powerful. It talks about how we have conversations with God. And there's a specific chapter in here related to Martha and Mary. And there's more in this book about Martha and Mary than what you're going to hear today. But this book is a tremendous resource. You can hop on the phone, get on the website. I, get, I encourage you to get several copies because there's questions and really good, really good activation in this book. So make sure you grab a couple of copies. But when we go back to Mary and we think about Mary and we read about her in Luke chapter 10, it says that Mary, in verse 39, was seated at Jesus' feet listening to him. Right? So she was a little, bit, little less busy, <laughs> a little more attentive, uh, dialed in. Maybe she was less distracted. I don't know. But there's a contrast here. Martha being super busy, Mary being super attentive, listening. And Martha comes to Jesus. And I love this. I love that we can come to Jesus in the fullness of our personality and talk to Jesus and say, hey, I'm not happy about what's going on here. And that's what Martha did. Jesus, well, I got all this stuff to do. We're trying to put on a good dinner here for you. And she's not helping. My sister, Mary, she's sitting at your feet. And at this time in history, it was very, very unusual for a woman to sit as a student, a learner, at the feet of a man. It was actually very, very untraditional, unacceptable, actually. The gender roles didn't facilitate or, or value that. And so Mary was doing something. It was normal, customary for the women to be busy and cooking and cleaning. But Mary defied some of those traditional roles and was sitting at Jesus' feet listening. And I love what Jesus does because he acknowledges Martha's busy and she's active and what she thinks needs to get done, is, it's important to her and I recognize that. On the other side, I love what Jesus says because at the end of the day, our personalities are important for sure. But look at what Jesus says in, resp in response to Martha. Martha, Martha, you are busy and worried about many things, but only one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good part, and it won't be taken from her. In Jesus, what Jesus says to Martha, he says, the relationship and your connection with me is far more important than just your achievements. And maybe you're watching today, and maybe you've been really, you feel harassed and driven. You've got to achieve. You've got to do something. You've got to accomplish stuff. You're not valuable. You're not important unless you're in achieving, unless you're making things get done, unless you're productive. And some of us are kind of wired that way. But ultimately, the core of our, of our DNA, how we are as every individual human, isn't only to be productive, but is to be connected with Jesus. And I want to encourage you today, if you're struggling in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to pray for you. If you're busy and you're distracted and you feel like you have all these responsibilities and you can't just get, you're overwhelmed by the things you need to get done and it just can't seem to happen, we want to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray that your relationship with Jesus would grow sweet, rich, deep, full, and that you would be able to see Jesus integrated into your life and not separated and isolated. And I think that was part of the challenge, the, the struggle for Martha, is I got to do all these things, but why not ask Jesus to help you? Right? Think about that. You're like, well, he's coming over for dinner. You can't ask the guest to help you prepare the food. I get it. I get it. You're trying to host and do all that. 
But on the other side, this is Jesus, who's with us every single day, never leaves us, never forsakes us. So why not ask for his participation, for his help? I asked, Jesus, I have to get these things done. I was thinking about this as this morning I was preparing and thinking about our time together here. I was like, Jesus, you know, I have all these things happening. I need you to help me. I need you to be present with me. Help me to focus. Help me to hear you well. Because I can't do it all without your help. So I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you that Jesus would be an integral part of all the things you need to get done. And when you do, grab your copy of Hey God, Can We Talk? Honestly, I think this is the fav my favorite book that I have ever written so far. It is fantastic. And the conversations in here, off the chain, amazing, and very, very relevant to you. So make sure you grab your copy of Hey God, Can We Talk? So the very first time that we meet Martha and Mary, we see that they're having a dinner party with Jesus. But in just a few seconds here, we're going to see another opportunity, another time when Martha and Mary connected with Jesus. The next time. And the next time wasn't quite the same smooth dinner party, if you call it that. The next time was a crisis when something had gone completely off the rails and both Martha and Mary were super upset. What does that conversation look like with Jesus? Do you wish your prayer time with God was more meaningful? Do you wish your time with Him was deeper and more intimate? For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you Sarah's new book, Hey God, Can We Talk? This practical book is designed to transform your conversations with God, from distant and religious to genuine and authentic. Deeply rooted in Scripture, this book helps you experience life-changing encounters with God through any circumstance, including when the future looks bleak, when your plans change, when your emotions are raw, and more. Regardless of your background, experiences, or training, the tools in this book will empower you to have deeper and more intimate conversations with God. We will also send you the new Conversation Starter Card. And for your gift of $40 or more, we will include Sarah's New Beginnings CD and Hope for the Future DVD. Jumpstart your talks with God. Call or click today for this transformational offer. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect every one with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. I'm totally stoked that we get to talk together. We get to share you and me today about a conversation with Jesus. And we're talking about Martha and Mary and their conversations with Jesus. And I love these sisters because I believe that they're similar to you and me. Some of us are, are kind of hardwired in our personalities to be very productive, high achievers. And that's fantastic. Some of us are hardwired a little bit more to be kind of contemplative and, and very reflective. And that's fantastic. Both 
both are good. One doesn't make you more intimate with Jesus or less intimate with Jesus. And the conversations that each of us can have with Jesus are grounded from his heart to be very relational, deep, and highly connected. I say that because of what Jesus says in reply to Martha. And we just talked about this. Jesus said Mary had chosen the one thing, had chosen relationship. And Jesus' heart is for relationship with us. The next conversation that happens with Jesus and these two sisters, we read about in John chapter 11. And I love this, this conversation happens in the midst of massive, massive grief and a huge crisis. Because when you read in John chapter 11, it starts off and it says that Martha and Mary, they have a brother whose name is Lazarus. It says that Lazarus was sick. And so Martha and Mary sent a messenger to Jesus who was at some remote distant village, town, whatever. And they say, hey, Jesus, our brother, Lazarus, the one you love, he's sick. Would you come and heal him? And it says that Jesus waited. He waited on purpose. And Lazarus, when, he, when Jesus finally shows up where Martha and Mary are, it says Lazarus was dead for four days. Now, when you lose somebody, a relative, somebody close to you, somebody you love deeply, that's very, very, <laughs> that's unraveling. And, and, four, and four days into that death journey and the grief journey can be so, so difficult. And the intensity of the emotions expressed in the outpouring of grief and loss and sorrow and, and the void that you feel from the, the, this person who's gone. And then Jesus shows up in the midst of that. And I appreciate that Jesus can have conversations with us over dinner, right? And that can be kind of smooth, if you will, or, you know, normal or customary. But we can also have conversations with Jesus in times of tremendous grief, emotional outpouring, intense experiences where we just are kind of unraveled and frayed and at our wits end. We can have conversations with Jesus in those moments as well. And if you're watching right now and you're in the midst of grief, or maybe you're in the midst of a crisis, maybe you're having a foreclosure, you've gone into bankruptcy and it's a financial, you know, and you feel like you're just, just dropping, it's an abyss for you. We want to pray for you. We want to pray that you would sense Jesus' presence, the conversation, and that Jesus' provisions would come in and carry and hold you so it's not just a free fall. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. And remember this as well. When you do, I'd strongly encourage you, grab your copy of Hey God, Can We Talk? Because I don't think sometimes we consider that these crises experiences can be tremendous opportunities for very deep, rich and even transformational conversations with God. So hop on the phone, get, get on the website, grab a couple of copies of this. This would be great for a book club, a Bible study, a Sunday school class. Really, really a fantastic. One of my favorite books that I am probably the fav, my favorite book that I've written so far. It is off the chain. But when we think about Martha and Mary and their loss of Lazarus, Jesus waited on purpose until Lazarus was dead. And then... <laughs> Jesus shows up. And when Jesus shows up, I like what happens here. Because it says that Martha went out to meet Jesus. She went out of the village. And at this point, you can read. I think this is really interesting. Because at this point, 
is very interesting because her house is full of people, Jewish, whatever, helpers, if you will, people from Jerusalem who's nearby. They are there to grieve with her. It's kind of like keeping watch or awake when somebody dies and you have everybody, family and friends or relatives all circle around. So there were all these people at Martha's house. And if you remember, the first time we hear Martha and Jesus talking, she's really upset and nervous. She wants to do all this hosting stuff really well. But in this situation, she leaves her house and she goes out to meet Jesus. And I think this is super powerful because when she goes out, she heard that Jesus was coming. This is Luke, sorry, John chapter 11, verse 10. Martha goes out and meets Jesus and it says Mary stayed home. So Martha leaves all the hosts to sing and all the people at her house. And, you know, she's like, hey, glasses are in this. And here's the refrigerator. Help yourself. I'm out. Because she does the one thing. She does the one thing of going after Jesus. She prioritizes Jesus over any of her hosts to sing or all the responsibilities at home, things she's got to achieve. She's after Jesus. And I think this is so powerful because the first time we meet her, we see there's a calibration here that happens, a, a change. And when we begin to have conversations with Jesus, there's some internal change that happens. And sometimes our priorities and our values get readjusted. And I think that's healthy. I think that's super healthy. And maybe your priorities are out of alignment. Maybe you've got some things that are unbalanced and you need to kind of recalibrate and have your priorities, your values get shuffled and, and have Jesus kind of be central again and not just peripheral. If you're struggling with your priorities and, and getting Jesus back to the center, we'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website, and we see Martha. Martha does this, and she comes out to Jesus, and I like what she says to him. She says in verse 21, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask God, he will give it to you. And I like what she's doing here. She says, you know, you could have healed my brother, and now you're too late. You missed your window of opportunity. And that's, in, in many respects, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, that's what Mary says too. Lord, if you'd been here, Lazarus, my brother, would not have died. But I like what happens here with Martha, because Martha and Jesus have this an incredible conversation, and it goes back and forth several times here between Martha and Jesus. And what happens here is Martha says, Lord, I know that whatever you ask, the Father will do for you. And Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. And she says, I know, he'll rise at the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And what happens is that through this conversation, even in the midst of tremendous grief and loss and despondency, Martha's having a conversation with Jesus, and she comes to know him. He tells her, I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. I'm the one. I will bring to life all that is dead. And in essence, he's telling her, I can resurrect Lazarus from the dead. And you can watch in this conversation, you can kind of see this tilt. Martha's like, uh, okay. Because she was anticipating healing, but not necessarily resurrection. So Jesus was introducing to her a new concept, this like resurrection. And so you see her kind of tussle with this. But I like what happens because Martha goes back and she gets Mary, her sister. Remember Mary, who's sitting at Jesus' feet the first time? Now Mary comes out to Jesus. And when we see her interaction with Jesus, is this is in, again, Luke, uh, John chapter 11, Martha gets Mary, Mary comes and falls at Jesus' feet 
and she's weeping. And the Greek word here for weep isn't just kind of like that little misty kind of, you know, your eyes tear up. This is an outpouring despondency and grief and like this great earth from the inner guts of you wailing and just completely unraveled. She falls at Jesus' feet and she says to him, Lord, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Two different reactions, two different conversations. Martha and Jesus have this interactive dialogue and she gets to see and know Jesus in a new way. Mary has a conversation with Jesus also out of the, the tremendous emotional outpouring of her heart. She's a little more emo emotional and a, and a little bit more expressive and a little less conversational. She's completely overwhelmed with her emotions. And this does not unravel Jesus because Jesus talks with Mary in all of her grief. And I want to encourage you today that no matter how you're organized, if you're highly emotional, if you're highly cerebral, Jesus is present with us for conversations. And we know the end of the story, Jesus goes and raises Lazarus from the dead. Martha sees and walks with him in this experience. But Jesus wants to come into whatever the intense situation you're in right now and have conversations with you. Please make sure you hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of Hey God, Can We Talk? We need to have honest conversations with God so we can experience the resurrection life that God has for us. Do you wish your prayer time with God was more meaningful? Do you wish your time with Him was deeper and more intimate? For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you Sarah's new book, Hey God, Can We Talk? This practical book is designed to transform your conversations with God from distant and religious to genuine and authentic. Deeply rooted in scripture, this book helps you experience life-changing encounters with God through any circumstance, including when the future looks bleak, when your plans change, when your emotions are raw, and more. Regardless of your background, experiences, or training, the tools in this book will empower you to have deeper and more intimate conversations with God. We will also send you the new Conversation Starter Card, and for your gift of $40 or more, we will include Sarah's New Beginnings CD and Hope for the Future DVD. Jumpstart your talks with God. Call or click today for this transformational offer. Thank you. I'm so glad you're watching. I'm so glad to get some time with you and to talk about some conversations we can have with God. And you know, I just encourage you, when I think about different conversations with God, in my book, Hey God, Can We Talk? There's some amazing conversations in here. What happens? What's a conversation look like with God when I royally screw up? What's a conversation look like with God when I'm at a fork in the road? What's a conversation look like when the plans have changed and I don't, <laughs> this wasn't what I was thinking here. What's a conversation look like when I least expect a conversation with God? I just want to encourage you that we can have conversations with God and God is inviting us to have deeper, richer, fuller, and more intimate conversations. I want to pray for you to have these conversations today, to step into some things that might be difficult for you to talk about with God. So I want to pray for you. Father, I pray right now for each person watching, me too, you would help us to be open to these conversations with you things that are hard for us, that are difficult for us, that are challenging. I pray that you would give us grace and help and strength to step into these conversations. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for connecting us with our Father, helping us, confirming in our hearts that we belong. We're your children in Jesus' name. Amen.
And as we finish today, I just want to encourage you again. If you have a need in your life, we'd love to pray for you, whatever it is. Health need, a financial need, an emotional need, a relationship need, any need. We love to pray, and we know that God answers prayer. And, of course, I want you to grab your copy of Hey God, Can We Talk? Honestly, this will revolutionize your conversations with God.